Warning, the following podcast contains coarse language and spoilers for the film and the title of the podcast. Now playing. Why so serious? What is the matrix? Have you ever danced with the devil in the pale moonlight? Oh, what's in the fire? Like scary movies. What does Marcellus Wallace look like? You talking to me? You talking to me? Movie reviews in 20 cues. Hello, you goddamn fantastic people, and welcome to the podcast, Movie Reviews in 20 Qs, the show where we review a movie by asking 20 weird and wonderful questions about it. I am your host, Sam, and I am joined this week by the wonderful, the charming, the ginger princess that is Stacey. How are you doing, Stacey? I'm super excited to be here, Sam. Thank you for having me. She does it every time. <laughs> I know, I love Never it. believe her. Never believe her, listeners. But uh, I love fake enthusiasm. Me too. Hey, this was a good movie. So yeah. maybe she's telling the truth. Yeah. Is it, though? Is it? Well, maybe. <laughs> we'll find out soon. The other person you're hearing is Liz. How are you doing, Liz? Yeah, I'm not too bad. I'm, you know, loving the dream, having a beer. I mean, I'm hanging out with Sam, but I'm hanging out with Stacey. So, yeah. you know, swings and roundabouts. Exactly. Anyway, guys, the film that we are doing this week, Reservoir Dogs, as you can see in the title of the podcast. Man, been a while since I've seen this. Not going to lie. Been a while since I've seen this. You've seen this before, right, Stace? Yes, I watched it in 2014. 14 or I think and then again oh yeah, when we first weeks ago. that's right I lent you a DVD yeah you did I almost forgot about that oh, cute yeah how sweet De- definitely sort of testing the waters of like are we going to be together forever basically I think that was <laughs> like, probably a good come test come on just watch some decent movies would you exactly <laughs> what about you Liz you are like captain never seen it had you seen no I've film? definitely seen Reservoir Dogs I saw it um, early 2000s I guess and I've definitely seen it more than once, but I haven't seen it in a long time. But I, I've recognised a whole bunch of the scenes and, and quotes and stuff. So, I've yeah, I've definitely seen it a few times. Man, that's going to surprise listeners, Liz. You're like just notorious. I've seen some stuff. <laughs> so shut up your face. Yeah, yeah we, people have watched movies before they met you, Sam. It reminds me of like Dwight Schrute in The Office where he's like, yes, I've seen movies. I've seen 400 to be exact. (laughs) I I do actually track every movie I've seen. No, I don't. I do actually because they're all the episodes of this. So if I just went back and looked at all the episodes, I'd know all the movies I've watched in the past. Yeah, it probably accounts for about 1% of my movie viewing, but people know that. People know I'm a movie nerd. Why don't we move on? Why don't we get into our usual stuff? Uh, if you're not planning on watching this film, which is, I mean, I feel like most Super people weird. have watched this. It's kind of weird. Yeah. I feel like everyone's seen this film. But uh, Liz, I'm pretty sure you're the most recent one to watch it. What's the plot? What's the plot? For yes, people I that have. aren't going to watch this, what's the plot, Liz? Uh, there's a group of dudes who get together for a um, heist on a diamond merchants. Uh, things go horribly wrong and they have to try and work out what's happened. Yeah. They suspect one of them is a snitch, is an undercover cop. Yeah. And shit goes sideways. That's the best way to describe it, right? Yeah. A little, little bit of the pertinent details about this film. Directed by Quentin Tarantino, I feel like everyone knows this. Came out in 1992. Uh, reviews for this film, 8.3 out of 10 on IMDb. 92% on Rotten Tomatoes. 79% on Metacritic. Metacritic, again, being a little bitch. If he keeps yeah. talking like a little bitch, I'm going to have to smack it like a little bitch. But uh, mm. let's get into the meat of it. Let's get into the podcast. If you haven't heard this podcast before, what we do is we review a movie by asking 20 weird and wonderful questions about it. We start with 10 that can be applied to any film. We then move through three personal questions that we thought of while we were watching this film before finishing on a listener question or a Patreon question. And this week it is a listener question, uh, which I will discuss later. 
The one we start with is the compliment sandwich, which is one thing good, one thing bad, one thing good about this film. Unless we're going to give it a shit sandwich, then we give it one thing bad, one thing good, and one thing bad. Alternatively, there's always the hyperbole sandwich, which is one thing good, one thing great, and one thing good. Liz, why don't you start us off? Welcome back to the show, and why don't you start us off with your sandwich? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so um, my first thing is a good thing. I like the two scenes that they chose to open this film, because I feel like the first one really gives you a feel for the characters, and you can kind of, they each kind of get this sort of personality, and you kind of know who you're rooting for, or who, what the relationships are. Like, it just really develops the scene. And then you get right into the action, and there's just that immediate, like, oh, wow, stuff's really happened already, and we need to know what's going on. And I just think that was the perfect uh, two things to sort of kick the movie off. My next thing is a bad thing. Uh, Some of the talking bits got a bit boring and weren't necessary. I'll mention a couple of them later on. But, uh, yeah, just sort of there were a couple points where I was like, eh, I don't really need to be paying attention to this so much. Uh, And my final thing is a good thing. And it is that I really like how there wasn't the level of gory violence that is usually present in Tarantino films. Um, I'm not a gory violence person, so, you know, I can't really watch a whole bunch of the Tarantinos. But, um, yeah, Reservoir Dogs absolutely is fine for me. Like, just for instance, the scene where he soars off the air, it's still horrible, even though you don't actually see it. So I feel like it delivers that sense of, like, horror and, and grossness that gory violence tends to do. Um, yeah, look, I really love this film. I think it's absolutely brilliant. Um, it's one of um, probably my favourite films, like, top ten, maybe. Holy wow! Yeah, absolutely. It's top <laughs> film. Um, but I couldn't decide – I couldn't – bring it to be a i didn't feel comfortable giving it a hyperbole sandwich i am going to give it 9696 wow i am so surprised i'd love to know what your other nine films are in your top 10 (laughs) i know forrest gump's got to be one of them yeah i'd have to think about it but reservoir dogs is definitely up there like it's well i'll be talking about all the things i like about it later on so we won't get into too much of it what about you guys yes ace on to you okay so um i'm by the way listeners no fucking idea what's going to happen now. <laughs> As usual, while watching this film, I was going to bring up like the Stacey comment that she made while watching it. There was none. I've got no idea what the fuck she thinks about this film. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Well, my first good thing is... <laughs> At least it wasn't a hyperbole shit. Yeah. Is that a thing? <laughs> it is. It is a hyperbole shit. Muchu was the first to drop one on the Space Jam, A New Legacy. Oh a goodness. negative score that was like one bad thing, one really bad thing, and one fucking oh bad goodness. thing. Yeah. Okay, so that's not the case here. Starting off with a good thing. It's a compliment sandwich. So uh, it was engaging. I agree with you, Liz. The I, the second scene where he's in the car, he's covered in blood. He's screaming from. You're gonna be gonna okay. Die. You're gonna be okay. Yeah. Say, it, say it. You're gonna be okay. <laughs> yeah, I loved it. It was, it was really engaging and um, just kind of got you into the oh shit. Okay, uh, what's happening here? Kind of um, <laughs> interest in the movie. My bad thing is that. Similar to you, Liz, can't really go for that gory violence. And even though this isn't a truly violent film, there was just way too much blood for my liking. Like, a lot just of blood. Way, just way, way too much. Everywhere. It was yep. just, ugh. I had to look away from the screen a few times. And my final good thing, actually, is that when I was watching this, I kind of thought, this is this movie seems like a play like that you'd watch on stage. Mm. And then I was thinking, 
But that's actually a good thing. And I, the reason that I thought that is because it could almost be in real time. Like the mm. movie is an hour and a half long. It could actually be an hour and a half of what happened after yeah, this I heist think that's went really, wrong. A really good call. I really related it to um, 1917 when I was watching it. I was kind of like, hey, this kind of has the same feel. Like there's a lot of just sort of following people around and – yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And um you just don't get movies like that anymore. You know, you're jumping from scene to scene to scene and things are speeding up yeah. and you're going through days and weeks and months and years in one film, whereas this film is kind of one to one time ratio. Much is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um which was really cool and different. P- probably not my top ten, so I'm giving it a score of eight thousand one hundred and forty two. That's still pretty good. Still, pretty, yeah, that's good. Still pretty good. Yeah, it's still mm. pretty good. Um, the first good thing, yeah, the performances in this are amazing. It's quite funny because Tim Roth apparently doesn't audition for films, and him and Tim, him, he met with Tarantino about the role, blah blah. Told Tarantino he doesn't audition, and then they actually went out on the piss, and then came home at like fucking midnight or something, and he actually auditioned at that point, like was drunk. It was like I'm so fucking drunk, I'll audition for this role, which is like pretty insane given that he was a no name at that time. But then like Harvey Keitel came on to this film, like somehow got the script put up some money to make it, all that sort of shit. Like, the performances, Michael Madsen. Michael Madsen hasn't been good in fucking anything else, and he's amazing in this film. Like, there's not a dull performance from anyone. Well, okay, there is. We'll talk about it later. My next good thing is just, oh. like, just all the trivia of it. Like, Quentin Tarantino has never confirmed what the words Reservoir Dogs is supposed to imply or mean. There's that. There's, like, there's Easter eggs in it. Like, at one point we see some jugs in the background, and there's white and pink ones together. And then there's an orange one off to the side, which sort of demonstrates that the orange is, you know, the snitch. Outside of that, yeah. yeah. And then far to the left, we see the yellow one, which is sort of implying that Mr. Blonde's a fucking nut job, which I think is just, like, absolutely phenomenal. So that's my other good thing. And then my great thing. Oh, yeah, here comes the high fucking purpley sandwich, is the use of shifting timelines. Quentin Tarantino does it in Pulp Fiction, sure. He does it in a lot of his films. A lot of people tried to emulate and fucking like rip off this film because of it. But the way he uses different timelines in this film to such profound effect where you don't lose track of what's happening. You know, it like finishes on such a like a poignant point and then it goes back in time and shows you how that character got to where he is. Sure, he uses like title cards and all that sort of shit. But it just plays so well to just amp up the tension so that by the time we get to the end, we have the Mexican standoff. We know who all these characters are. We know what the fuck is wrong with them. We know they're like, you know, the, all, all the intricacies and everything like that, that we get to this ending and it's like, holy fucking shit, I am so fucking invested in this film. One yeah, billion no, look- out of 10,000. <laughs> this was my favorite film after Star Wars and after Empire Strikes Back for a long fucking time. It's been passed by Pulp Fiction. It's now down I'm like around 20 to 30 in terms of my top films. I don't give a shit about one of the fucking comments that we have to make later about a certain director's acting performance. I still fucking love this film. Yeah, that doesn't right. ruin the film, does it? Oh, come. Oh, <laughs> no. I feel so much but, better. Oh, You're absolutely right. Like, it's such a well-executed story. And it's a simple story, but it's, it's all very clear and explained. You don't see a lot of films like that. And um, I would, I would 100%, agree, 100% agree with that. Thank you, Liz. Thank you. We You're welcome. I do think that this part of the podcast is really just a chance for you to nerd out with your movie nerdery and for me and Stacey to just sit here and quietly <laughs> nod while yeah. you're like, yes. ah, movie nerd, ah, trivia, ah, I read a thing, an article about a director. Yeah. 
this is your opportunity to do that. Can't wait. So let's move on. Let's move on to question number two. The first of our Sounds Patreon good. questions comes courtesy of our amazing friend, Emily Higgins, on the Stasis Podcast. Uh, the Stasis Podcast compares two films, one film that she thinks is way overrated and then compares that to a film that she thinks doesn't get the love it deserves. And I believe she compared Reservoir Dogs to a film called Bitch Slap. Please tell me that Reservoir Dogs was the one she said was good. <laughs> no. Come I can't on, handle Liz. this, Em. I know, <laughs> but how could you say that Reservoir Dogs isn't good? Like, I I guess I'll have to go listen. Good luck, Emily. Good luck trying to convince me on that one. But yeah, what's your question, Liz? All right. Emily would like to know, what character has probably gone the longest without showering? Well, it's easily nice guy, Eddie. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Everyone's wearing a nice suit, and he's got this <laughs> greasy old tracksuit on. <laughs> okay, so the cast... There was no money for costumes. There's no money for costumes. So Quentin Tarantino said to the cast, just show up with whatever clothes you've got and we'll go from there. So that's why Chris Penn showed up with a fucking dirty old tracksuit. But wait, all of the rest happened to show up in a suit with a white shirt and a black tie? No, a suit company lent them the suits as like a bit of a promo sort of thing. So they had the suits for those scenes. But every other scene where they're not wearing a suit, it was just their own clothes. Well, yeah, I, I 100% agreed with Stacey. I was like, all the guys seem to give a shit about how they look except for nice guy Eddie. Like, the tracksuit was ridiculous. He obviously wasn't wearing it to exercise. So it's not <laughs> like he was showering after exercise. Poor so nice I, bet, I bet he showers once a week max. Oh, totally. Absolutely. I am going to go with Mr. Blonde. He's been locked up for four years in prison. Like, I'm sure they have showers in prison, but uh, he's probably got out and it's probably just been a fucking mongrel ever since. I have to say, I've learned from Orange is the New Black that the showers are a place where a lot of shit goes down, so he probably would want to avoid them a lot when in prison. He probably did go down on a lot of shit in prison, that's true. Okay. (laughs) Anyway, yeah, that moves over to question number three. What is it there, Stace? What completely unimportant life lesson did you learn from this film? So if I want to get in tight with a bunch of, like, gangster dudes, all I've got to do is tell them a story about how this drug sale almost went wrong. Yeah, that seemed pretty easy for him to get in, eh? <laughs> but even even like at job interviews, like next time I interview for a job, I'm just going to show up there and tell them about the story about how I was going to sell a whole bunch of weed and then there was all these cops in the toilets and shit like that. I mean, it looks like you get in anywhere. You get in just What colour were the walls in your toilet, Sam? Uh, they were like a sort of a lime green, you know, like faded. You know, there's like sort of spots where it was like, you know, revealing the jib and shit like that. It was a really shitty toilet. Was, was there toilet paper? Ah, uh, there was, there was, but it was like... Hot water? Yeah, yeah, it was, mm, it was like one of those taps that you hit and it like only goes for nah, about 20 seconds, me. so you don't really you get don't know your all shit. that heat sort of thing, you know. <laughs> it only sort of kicks in at the end and then you got to hit the tap again and yeah. You don't know your details. <laughs> so mine was, if I'm ever in a situation where I don't want people to work out who I am, I need to be watching everything I say because even talking about betting on a sports game could give me away to the mm-hmm. point where someone could like... True call up the cops and be like, here's your man. <laughs> or woman. Yes. Well, yeah, that's true. Well, no, they'd be talking about me. <laughs> All right, yeah, cool. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, well. It's late here in New Zealand and Liz has had something to drink. Yeah. Topic policy podcasting. Because I was thinking, no, they're talking about Harvey Keitel, and then I was just like, no, I'm not. I'm talking about me. Oh, I'm a woman. Oh, okay, my brain is dumb. <laughs> so anyway. My... um. An important life lesson. Or well, I think mine's more just obvious. If you don't want your ear to be cut off or any, <laughs> if you don't want to be tortured in general, just tell them what they want to know. 
upfront. <laughs> but he specifically said he wasn't torturing him for information. He was like, I just like it. It's just true. fun. That's true. So I think you basically, I think if you don't want to have your ear cut off and be tortured, don't become a cop at a diamond merchant heist. Yeah. I was about to say that. Don't become a police officer if you don't want your ear cut off. Mm. Okay. Noted. Well, we've all achieved <laughs> that. So well done to us. Yeah. And moving on to question four. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, I'm just going to like touch on some of you guys' points. It's quite interesting because one of Tarantino's flourishes is to not show you the violence. Like in Kill Bill, obviously they do, but he's always sort of like doesn't show you the violence and it's sort of like implied violence, which makes it worse in your head. So we don't see the ear get cut off, but then we obviously see the the, like the results, which is even mm. more terrifying. Mm, it yeah. is. But we do see yeah. a lot of blood. We do. We absolutely do. Anyway, enough of uh, enough trivia until this next one. Uh <laughs> Next question, Patreon question, comes courtesy of our man, Julio, of the Contrarians podcast. I don't need to say too much about the Contrarians because they're going to be on next week. They're coming on to do The Village, the M. Night Shyamalan film. Can't wait. Can't wait to get those boys on. But go check out the Contrarians. We've got a link down the show notes. They're fucking awesome. Go check them out ahead of next week's episode. Best thing you guys can do. And his question is, what would the all-female version of this film look like? And I feel like we should just spitball on this. I feel like we should... Rather than each have an individual answer, I feel like we should come I've up with who I've got my answers, man. I, I had quite a bit of fun trying to think out who okay, I would put in each Okay, tell us who answer. Yeah, because yeah. me and Stacey had a collab. We basically collaborate on who we think. All right, so. deal. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, why don't we go through each one? So, like, uh, for me, Ms. Blonde, I think it's someone who can be, like, fully cool and collected, but also can, like, um, emanate a bit of intimidation. So I'm going with Charlize Theron because she, she obviously has that very cool, calm sort of demeanor. But she's definitely played a bit of a psycho or, you know, yeah. shown a bit of violence and stuff. So I think she could pull that off. We had Kate Blanchett for that. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. I could see that yeah. too. But yeah, both of, both of them would work. Very similar yeah. idea. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah, definitely. For um, um, we'll, we'll jump in. For Joe, we had Viola Davis. We think she is just that sort of. Oh, I like that. Yeah. So for um, Ms. Pink. Oh, I wonder why I chose this. I've got Brie Larson, but now I can't remember why. I feel like she could she could pull off the like neurotic kind of weird vibe. You can, you kind of need someone that the world hates because they're quite a sniveling, annoying character. We we were tossing up between Brie Larson and Anne Hathaway. I feel like Anne Hathaway would be too cutesy. Like I think I think Brie mm. people hate her because she doesn't smile and stuff, right? So it'd... yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, no, let's go yeah. with Brie. Yeah, uh, Mr. Brown, which is Quentin Tarantino. We thought it'd be kind of meta to use Zoe Bell given that she's been in so many Quentin Tarantino films. Oh, that's cool. I was trying to think of a female director that is also an actress, and I blanked. Well, Greta Gerwig? Oh, yeah. So there you go. That's yeah. basically all I got. Oh, yeah, Greta Gerwig. Yeah, I can see her. Yeah, Greta Gerwig, yeah. For Ms. Orange, I decided on Michelle Rodriguez. She just does, like, mm. the cop vibe pretty well, but I think she also could pull off, like, the criminal, like, you know, have you not sure about either side. Who did you mm. guys have? Florence Pugh. Oh, yeah, has that sort of naive innocence that Tim Roth brings. Yeah, 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 well, you need someone young and sort of fresh-faced, which Tim Roth yeah. was, and so we were thinking Florence Pugh. Like, Florence Pugh always has that sort of serious demeanour look to her as well, so sort of but compliments a little her. bit cheeky. A little bit cheeky, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and what about Ms. White? Was it Angelina Jolie? Sh- no, no, we had someone else. I had Julia that. Roberts. Yeah, Julia Roberts is a good call. Yeah. I don't know what, let's, mm. let's use Kate Blanchett as Mr. White. 
And then Charlie's Theron definitely isn't Mr. Blonde. That or well, Miss Blonde and Miss yeah. White. Yeah, that works. Ms. Yeah. There we go. That works. Nice. All right, we've cast it. There goes our all-female version. And I think the plot will stay relatively the same. Instead of heisting diamonds, though, girls, they'll be heisting... Uh, diamonds. diamonds are a girl's best friend. They are a girl's best think, friend, but I feel... Come on, Sam. I, I, okay, no, I so think the, the whole re- thing works really well. The reason why I say this is, like, is guys heisting something that's important to women. So we okay, need so to... we'd be heisting dogs. <laughs> <laughs> this is, yes, or, okay. Heisting expensive dogs. Yeah, show dogs. It'd be like a Cruella uh, film. There we go. It'd be real hard for Ms. Pink to be carrying them out in a briefcase, though. And rather than like a diamond store, they're heisting them from a reservoir. There we go. It would be reservoir dogs with a heisting. <laughs> oh, dear. Let's move on. Moving on. Anywho, that moves us over to question number five. Stacey's favourite question. What is it there, Liz? Stacey would like to know. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What character should have been replaced with a talking dog? I wonder if we've all got the same. Well, I think it should be Mr. Blonde. Uh, (laughs) Elaborate. (laughs) Elaborate. Oh, God. I know you're a dad, Sam, but you really have to make it that obvious. <laughs> Even Fern would be shoving her head in a pillow. If she that actually that was joke. pretty good. That, that was pretty quick for you. Was the pits bull? Okay, so what's the what's the question? What's your answer, Stace? Mister Blonde should be a dog because he. I, I just think a dog coming in to torture a cop. Okay, okay, okay. Let's, yeah. let's, let's rewind here for a second. You're picking the dude that says, are you going to bark all day, little doggy, or are you going to bite? You want that to be a talking dog. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because then he sees everyone else's dogs. Yeah. It's like how cats just think that people are just giant, hairless cats. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> okay. Sam. <laughs> Internet, can you hear me? Am I going fucking insane? <laughs> Too late, Sam. You already are. All right, I would say... That I'd like to replace the character of Nice Guy Eddie because he was mostly pointless. The only thing is you'd have to change the end somehow, but I'm sure we could work something out. Oh, dogs can definitely shoot guns. Oh, well, then problem solved. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he's like Joe's best friend. So, like, he'd be, of course, trying to protect Joe. That does make sense. I was trying to come up with an answer that wouldn't completely fucking ruin this film because, let's face it, you put a talking dog into this film, it's going to make it fucking terrible. So we mentioned the scene. Says you. <laughs> Says fucking everyone, I think. That has half a brain. But uh, I feel like the scene where he's talking about how he did this fictitious drug deal, and I feel like he walks into the like bathroom, and there's like five or six different police officers standing there, blah, 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 and they have a dog that looks at him and barks. If that dog had barked, you're fucked. That would have been pretty funny. Like, yeah, it's, and you it's could do fa- that by just... He's taken some, like he's smoked some of the weed beforehand or something, so he's already yeah. high, and then yeah. that would make even more sense. Yeah. yeah. You know, it, it would make sense. It would mm. absolutely make sense. Anywho, let's move us over to question number six. Also a Patreon question. This question comes courtesy of our man, Jason, the fucking huge slonged man that he is. Okay, Nerdrovert, massive dick. Absolutely massive dick. Mm. If anyone's what? wondering what the fuck I'm talking uh, about, go I... listen to last week's podcast, which these well, two obviously haven't. Yeah. Anywho, what's his question <laughs> there, Stace? Oh, he would like to know, uh, at what point during this movie was the perfect time for a bathroom? Never! What do you mean, never? This movie's amazing. It's perfect. It's a billion out of 10,000. I do have an answer, actually, but I'm just being a smartass. Yeah, you are. 
Uh, Do you want to give it? Yeah, yeah. It's when Mr. Blong gets out of jail and him and Nice Guy Eddie are fucking yarning away in Joe's, I was like, oh, this doesn't really add that much to it. Like, we get a bit of backstory of Mr. Blond being this, like, loyal dude, and I suppose that's about it. I don't know. I'd like to hear what you guys think, because I feel like there was a couple of scenes that were like, eh, who cares? That one was my runner-up um, scene, yeah. but I felt like it was useful in the way that um, it really showed the why Mr. Blonde was involved in the first place. You could probably mm. miss it. My one that I chose was when they were all driving in the car on the way to the job, because they were just sort of shooting the shit and talking rubbish, and it didn't, to me, that didn't add anything, and I was mm. like, yeah. Whatever. So that, that was one of, like my bad thing. It was basically those two scenes. I was like, ah, you could have cut this down. I've picked a scene that I just personally didn't want to watch. Um, I'm not saying it would make the movie better without <laughs> I, it. I know where this is going. Um, I've already worked it out. Everyone knows where this is going. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I did not need to see his ear getting cut off. But you didn't. You didn't. <laughs> I know. I did not. Well, he, you that. actually do see the ear and you see the side of his oh, ear. Yeah, that's that's enough for me. I don't want to see that. The, the thing I about it, it is that it looks so comically obviously not real you know like if, when you look at it you can clearly I see i was trying not to look at it thank you <laughs> but they did obviously didn't have the budget to do like a really perfect reconstruction of it right so yeah obviously yeah the so, yeah like zero budget on this film i did find it funny that literally the first thing he asks freddie like mr orange is like how do i look like you're missing an ear you look like shit <laughs> like there's no question <laughs> Not really sure what the point of that question was. Like, the guy was up, the cop was obviously in shock, yeah. but it just was such a funny question to ask. Mm, yes, yeah. it was funny. I know we don't have deep philosophical debate on this, but I, I wonder if, like, you can, you know how Mr. Blonde uses his ear and he's like, hello, hello, and, like, talks for it? I wonder. <laughs> that was so funny. I'm not, I'm not going to finish my sentence. No, <laughs> stop right now. Oh, dear. All right, who's asking Holy question shit. seven, and it better not be me. It's not you. Question number seven, what was the most preposterously insane part of this film? So, all leap of logic, I've dumbed it down for Liz, but then I'm reading the question, so don't know why I did that. But anyway, what was it? What was it, guys? Uh, For me, it was that Mr. White was so adamant that Mr. Orange was legit, given that he had known Joe for so long, and that, you know, you think he would have taken Joe at his word, and there were no other obvious candidates to be the mole at that point. So, I Mm. just... I found that interesting. I actually have an explanation that I'm going to be um, getting into in a later question. So, but okay. I, without the, without my brilliant backstory that I'm going to be telling you about, yeah, this to me was pretty insane. That might be one of my answers to a later question, but uh, we'll see. We'll see, eh, listeners? We'll see. Maybe we'll just like uh, fuck around with the timelines in this podcast and maybe it will sound like I gave the answer first. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Okay, so mine is a, a character pet peeve is when Mr. Pink did not pay a tip. And the, the, re, the two reasons for this is one, he has grown up in America in a society and culture where tipping is completely normal. So how does he get to this stage in his life and he's still defending or he's still got this choice or this thought that he does not want to tip? And the second reasoning behind that is because he's just had a free breakfast and the boss on this job they're about to do has told everyone to put in a dollar. Mm, Why don't you just fucking do it? I think that's to show him, like, show how ridiculous he is to get to really get you to think, oh, God, you're such an idiot from, like, from the get-go. But, no, I mean, yeah, I agree. I don't understand anyone in America who is like, oh, I'm not going to tip this waitress that gets paid $3 an hour. Yeah. whoa. You guys don't think he had a point, though, where it was like, these people no. make minimum wage, 
There's other no, people that make don't. minimum wage. They don't get tipped. Why does? Yeah, why but, don't you tip people at McDonald's? Yeah, why doesn't he then tip McDonald's and waitresses? Like, don't just not tip anyone. Tip anyone you think but, deserves it and earns nothing. Like What I'm saying is he kind of makes a good point where he's like, if you think this no. is bullshit and these people should get paid more, I'll happily sign that, but I don't see why I should tip... Some people are not other people. And I was like, he's, he's no. kind of got a good point. Like, it's, no, it is doesn't. fucking bullshit. He should still tip. Don't get me wrong. He should still tip in that fucking <laughs> circumstance. But I was like, that is a good point. Like, why Why some people are okay and other people aren't? That's fucking Well, he was weird. also, like, ridiculous because he was like, oh, she wasn't great. She only refilled my coffee three times. I was like, that's pretty good. How many yeah. fucking coffees does a person need? He needs five. He said that. Yeah. He needs at least five. Anyone that needs five coffees has got fucking problems. Yeah, actually, I'm changing my answer. He needs five coffees. (laughs) He needs five coffees. He's got fucking problems. Again, again, we probably shouldn't get into too much of America. In the words of Drax, why is America? Like, you know what I mean? Like, what the fuck are we doing here? I shouldn't try and analyze America. So actually, the insane part of the movie is America. Yeah, America. (laughs) My, My answer, surprisingly, isn't America. That's not my most preposterously insane part of this film. Uh, that none of these guys wore a mask while they were robbing the bank. Yeah, I thought about that. What the fuck? What I found that why that really stuck out to me was when Pink's telling White off for saying, oh, look, he he knows your name, he knows where you're from, he knows what you look like. Yeah. But everyone at the crime knows what he looks like, (laughs) so what's the problem? Like, yeah. Like I know Blonde went crazy and started murdering people left and right. Fine. But still. But why, But that was never part of the plan. He only started doing that because the police showed up. It's like you guys are trying to be career criminals. Like, that's your thing. It's like, yeah. you, this is Los Angeles. You know what I mean? Like, Wouldn't you at have... least wear, like, a bandana on your face or a hat or something? I don't know. Like It was it was insane. I mean, admittedly, we didn't actually see them inside the diamond store, but we saw um, Mr. Pink running down the street, and he wasn't wearing a fucking mask. And no, so I that, think, yeah. yeah, they weren't. No. That, that was my one. I mean, there's supposed to be this well-planned-out heist, but it's not. Anywho, anywho, on to our next Patreon question. Comes courtesy of our man, Nick Haskins of Nikolai's Kitchen, an awesome cooking podcast you guys should all be checking out. Stacey's going to be on yeah, this soon, Stacey's going to be on it one day. Stacey's going to be on it <laughs> yeah, soon. Yeah, you've got to stop talking about that, sir. <laughs> We're willing into an existence. Getting a bit Nick ridiculous. really wants you on there. Okay. Well, actually, those cookies I made today were really delicious, so maybe that could be a good Ooh, what flavor? recipe. They could explain why we're so happy on this podcast. They're like, um, kind of like chocolate chip with cranberry and oats, so like an oaty, crunchy, chewy. Oh, you fancy. Mm. So anyway, what's this question, says? Okay, Nick would like to know, what type of meal is this movie? To me, it's simple and it's fucking good, and it's got a bit of a criminal vibe, so I'm going spaghetti and meatballs. Nice. Mm, I'm Yeah. We we had this for dinner, tomahawk steak, but it's like a very huge, bloody, delicious, full of fat. Oh, oh so good. True. But, I should have got something with more blood. Yeah, ex- exactly. <laughs> yeah, but like yeah. bloody as fuck. But oh my God, once you finish, you're like, that was satisfying. I didn't give a shit that I'm probably going to die at the end of this. It was <laughs> fucking delicious. I don't care. Fair enough. Mm. Oh, mine does have red sauce, I suppose. Mm. Mm. Yep. There you go. Mm. Yep. What about you, Sos? Uh, mine is just uh, like an American diner meal. And I don't know really what that is, but they're always ordering pies in those when you see people in a diner. Yeah, like dessert pies, right? Yeah. Like that's yeah, just not like a thing in New Zealand. Or berry pie. Well, yeah, yeah, you get like a mince pie, which is like <laughs> savory. Beef True. mince or like steak and cheese or something. Yeah. yeah. So, not the same. Yeah, we'll just go with some form of American. Dessert pie. 
thing. Make it like a strawberry or raspberry one. Rhubarb. And it'll be red. They probably don't yeah. have rhubarb, do they? Yeah, rhubarb pie is like real popular. Okay. Apple pie. Yeah, Come on, Sam apple is pies. quite the expert Cheery. on the popularity of certain pies in America. <laughs> I am. I, this is my... <laughs> you know about my other podcast. Have you, have you been listening? <laughs> oh, no, I wouldn't subject myself to your voice any more than I had to. <laughs> oh, fucking never would I. Americana pie podcast. It's fucking, it's really taking off. I've got like two it's listeners now. Terrible. Both from New Zealand, both from my house, both from me. Because I've got a Stitcher and Spotify on my phone, so I get to download and it Sometimes twice. you play it to Fern, so she counts... Oh, no, 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 no. That's no. no. She won't I never play it to Fern. No. I don't want her to grow Get up and murder me in my sleep. Legit. Anyways, that moves us over to question number nine. What is it there, Stace? It is what quote from this film would be the worst thing to hear straight after sex? Okay. Eddie, you keep talking like a bitch. I'm going to slap you like a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, who the fuck is Eddie? <laughs> Does she like, mean uh, me? Excuse me. My name is Sam. <laughs> My name is Sam. And I can talk like a bitch if I want. <laughs> That's me slapping him, listeners. Implying that uh, we've just had sex. Thanks, Liz. Okay, what about you? Oh, vomit. <laughs> anyway, um, I'm going with quite an iconic line from the film. Um, because it's one that really sticks in my head. Sam's nodding. He knows what it is. And I'm going to say it as best as I can. Torture you. That's a... That's a good idea. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't he also follow of like, I like that. I like that idea. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. I was just like, damn, you psycho. Pretty much that's everything a, Mr. Blonde says is, is Yeah, up there. it is. Totally. There's another one of that like, really... are you going to bark all day, little doggy, or are you going to bite? That was another good one. That was another good one. Mm-hmm. I actually think um, he had a couple of good lines, but Mr. White had the best lines. Like, you're going to be okay. There's something you're I don't want to hear. You're going to be okay. <laughs> yeah, that's, that was, I was thinking about having that as my line, actually. Like, that'd be kind of concerning. <laughs> you're going to be okay. Mm. What about you, Stacey? What have you got? I went for a Mr. Orange line when he's, when is this? He's lying there dying <laughs> in the warehouse, arguing with the old cop who's a bit upset about his torture. <laughs> And Mr. Oh, yeah. Orange says, fuck you, fuck you. I'm fucking dying here. I'm fucking dying. <laughs> That's right. Yes, that was the other one, and I forgot to write it down. It was excellent. You just... Fuck you. Fuck you. I'm fucking dying. I'm fucking dying here. <laughs> fuck you. Who cares about your silly yeah, ear? Yeah, that is a good point. Oh, hey, hey, I'm just going to say, well played to you when Liz brought that up before, and he was like, hey, how do I look here? You didn't, you didn't blow your load early. Well done. But you didn't bring that up. I'm I'm very proud of you. Okay. Mm, Thanks. Proud. Well done, Stacey. Sticking to the questions. Mm. Yeah. I, I don't know how nice. you do it. I obviously can't. <laughs> no, you're terrible at it. I know. Question number 10. Let's move down to our last question that can be applied to any film. Also a Patreon question. This question comes courtesy of our mate Dave Baker of uh, patreon.com forward slash your favorite. I know he posts a ton of awesome content, uh, essays on Medium, YouTube recommendations, stuff like that. Go check it out. We've got a link down in the show notes. He's the man. Anyway. His question, which character would have the biggest social media presence and on what platform? So I'm going with Marvin Nash, the wee cop on Instagram, because he has cute pictures of him and his girlfriend and their dog (laughs) and their camping trips. I just wanted to make it really depressing. (laughs) Depressing for who? Because the girlfriend and the dog are just sitting at home waiting for him to come home. And he's never coming home. He's never coming home. Yeah, that's my answer. I mean, none of the rest really 
did it for me because they all felt like they were all like staying under the radar kind of guys. I mean, Mr. Blonde's been in prison for four years. He pretty much Van Gogh'd, didn't he, Marvin Nash? Like, in, in, like he Van Gogh'd lifetimed in the space of one fucking afternoon, you know, like lost his ear and died alone and sad and lonely. So, yeah. Pretty, pretty I feel amazing. like Gango had a couple other things happen in his life. But... No, that was pretty much it. <laughs> <laughs> Sad alone, broke, no one gave a fuck who he was, lost an ear. Yeah. I agree with you, Liz. Um, none of these guys want to be known or popular. They're trying to fly under the radar. But if I had to pick someone, I think that Joe is the, the big boss man. He'd be infamous on Twitter. People might not know exactly who he is or what he's up to, but he'd be... Out, out there. Twitter rewards criminals, pretty much. I still like it, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my, my one is, yeah, this is easy for me. My one's Mr. Brown. You know, he goes on this crazy-ass theory at the start about Madonna and Like a Virgin. Interestingly enough, Madonna actually wrote a note to Quentin, said to Quentin, it's not about sex, it's about love. You're wrong, which I thought was pretty <laughs> cool after the film I came out. I did wonder that. I was, I was, that was going to be one of my questions is, do you think that's actually true? So I'm glad no. you answered that. There we go. Yeah, more trivia. But, I mean, he would want the anonymity of Reddit. So I could imagine him on Reddit posting crazy theories about movies, music, all that sort of shit. We see tons of motherfuckers on there posting shit like that all the time. So definitely Reddit. Yeah. Actually, Mr. Pink might be on there as well being a troll. I feel like he'd be writing <laughs> yeah. the game. Well, actually, you know. Yeah, Mr. Yeah. Pink on 4chan. There we go. Fucking writes yeah. itself. Total douche. Anyway, um, that takes us to my questions, doesn't it? Sure does. Over to you, Liz. Right. What do you got? Okay, question 11. If you were Mr. Orange, how would you have explained Mr. Blonde's death when the others turned up? I wouldn't. Short answer, I wouldn't. I would just throw my gun underneath the ramp thing that I'm on, and I'd just lie there or tuck it under, you know, so it's still accessible. And then when they came in and were like, hey, what the fuck happened there? I'd just still lie there wincing in pain, not knowing what the fuck's going on. Yeah, just dying. Oh, yeah. Just dying. <laughs> just pretending to be even knocked out still. You could just be like. Yeah. It's just like, yeah. oh, the fuck. And they're like, he's been shot. I'd be like, what the fuck is going on? I need to go to the hospital. Yeah. <laughs> no one would believe it. No one would believe this man who's been shot through the gut, who's bled out as much as he has, would have mm. shot this dude. Mm. Yeah, no, I think that's that's fair. Yeah. What about you, Stace? Okay, so I think that uh, Mr. Orange witnessed someone else coming in to the warehouse, running in, shooting this guy, and then leaving without a trace. What you would could... the purpose of that Ooh. be? I don't know. No, see, I think that's the problem is that he took it. That's that's going too complicated, and it's the problem that with his story too, as he went way off track with the truth. Like, yeah. and that's the the. The way to get a convincing lie is to stick as close to the truth as you can. I would have just been like, dude, he was going to burn that guy alive. He got some gas on me. I thought I might catch fire, so I shot him. He's a crazy dick, and I didn't want to watch a guy burn to death in front of me. Yeah, but you're forgetting this is Mr. Orange, who who he is crap at lying. So he's going to yeah. panic and make up something stupid. In- oh, yeah. <laughs> it's true. Good character. Good character management there, Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> I feel like nice. you could make an argument that the cops came in, shot him, and they're actually hiding down the hallway or something like that. And then everyone yeah, so would be like, like, get out of here, get out of here, the, the cops are here. Yeah, the that. cops are yeah. here, the cops are here, you need to get the fuck out of here. Because he knew at that point that the cops were coming to get them because yeah. Joe had shown up. So Yeah, that's true. That probably well, no, no, he had it. Nice guy, Eddie had only shown up at that point, and then Joe came in. Shit. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. Regardless, anyway. it was, uh, what he did was dumb. Yeah, so absolutely. the end. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> right. Question 12. Why was Eddie's nickname Nice Guy Eddie? 
Okay, so I've got a great answer for you. It's because his brother was with Madonna at the time, and <laughs> and so he sat there and listened to this whole story about Madonna, right, for the whole scene. And he sat there and he listened to it, and he didn't say anything. He just went along with it because he's a nice guy. And if people haven't worked it out, it's because Chris Penn's brother is Sean Penn, the famous actor, and Sean Penn was with Madonna at the time of filming this. So Chris Penn, the actor, sat there and listened to this whole fucking story about Madonna, didn't, like, correct Quentin Tarantino, didn't go, oh, by the way, I could get her on the phone and find out if you want. None of that shit. Just, like, put up with it. Because he's a nice guy. He's just a nice guy. (laughs) Interesting. Way to weave in some uh, obscure (laughs) trivia there. There we go. (laughs) Do you have a different answer, Stace? Uh, Do you have a um, like a right answer, Stace? Believe it or not, I did not have that answer that Sam had. <laughs> wow, I'm so shocked. Who fucking would? I just think that Eddie is a massive creep, like those guys yep. on the internet who always say yes. they're nice guys. <laughs> this is exactly what I thought too. You could just send me like, I don't know why like she doesn't like me. I'm a nice guy. Like. <laughs> And you're like, if you have to tell people you're a nice guy, you are not a nice guy. Yeah. Why doesn't she like me? Nice guys. They want kind men. It's very different. (laughs) I took her out for dinner. I paid for her dinner. I brought her drinks all night. I made her feel uncomfortable. I I, I sent 17 (laughs) photos of my dick to her. Why doesn't she like me? (laughs) Why won't she have sex with me? I pretty much paid for sex. That's what I did last night. She didn't sleep with me. I'm such a nice guy. I can't believe she's going out with that asshole who like... Let her have her own job and her own life and is a decent human being. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That was Eddie. Um, okay. And speaking of idiots, question 13, which dude in the gang was hands down the most inept idiot? He stole my fundalers. It's Mr. White. It's Mr. White at the end, like not taking Joe's side and instead taking the side of a guy that he's only known for like, what, two or three days? I don't know how long they've been hanging out. Like, sure, he's... He saw him get shot through the stomach, but that was by some random woman in a car. None of the policemen shot at him. None of the policemen hit him. You know, like, why? He's known Joe for thousands of years or whatever, like they imply in this film. (laughs) Why would he not trust Joe? Why? Oh, because of the reason I'll explain shortly. But um, Sure. Okay. Okay. Like I said, got a whole thing. But But it's for a later question. It pissed me off. Like, I I don't know what Stacey's going to say, but that was the one that I thought, what the fuck? Like, come on, man. Well, guys, it's got to be Mr. Blue. He didn't even make it out of the diamond store. <laughs> Fucking useless. I think that's fair. He's the one that ended up dead immediately. Actually, no, <laughs> I went Mr. Point. Brown. Yeah. I went Mr. Brown. Like, what kind of shitty getaway driver are you? You can't even, like, drive straight. Drive around a corner. You are the worst. I've got a slight head injury. I just, uh, I've had enough of life. See ya. He was like, I'm blind. And Miss Orange is like, uh, no, you just have blood in your eyes. You're just fucking fuck useless. See, that wouldn't be a great thing to hear after sex. So they're like, you just have blood in your eyes. Oh, no. <laughs> How? Oh, God. Let's move on. Um, on yeah. to my questions. Sam, that's me. On to my questions. Yes, that's you. First up, a question that I wasn't going to ask, but Liz begged me to ask it for her. <laughs> so if you guys are sitting there going, this is pretty creepy, Sam, to hear... <laughs> What person your wife wants to bang, marry, and kill? You'd be fucking right. But because Liz begs me to fucking ask it, here I am. Okay, because I had a question as bang, marry, kill. And then I was like, well, actually, Sam will probably find this quite an uncomfortable question to answer, given he is a heterosexual male. What makes so it, I did you I, a favor. I, I would rather tell you who I'd fuck, marry, and kill than hear Stacey ask I'm comfortable in my relationship. Fuck it. Bang, Mary kill. Who you got? Stacey, you go first so I can sit here and judge. 
Because there's one bald man in this movie, Stacey. If you don't pick him to marry, I'm going to be fucking upset. Oh, that's I am not marrying Joe. No! <laughs> okay. He's old. He's never going to get a heart on. You could just milk him for his money. For oh, no. Sake. That man is virile. No question. Yep. All right. bald men are. We've got excess testosterone. Okay. I'm g- my answer is bang Mr. Blonde, marry Mr. Orange, and kill Mr. Pink. Huh. Mine was bang Mr. Blonde, marry Mr. White, and kill Mr. Pink. Ah. Yeah, because look, Mr. Blonde was cool as fuck. Like, he was yeah. the epitome of cool. And that's why I was and like, was where really did that actor go? Yeah, I was like, I'd tap that. 100% <laughs> I'd tap that. I know he's a psycho killer. That's why I wouldn't marry him. You know, yes. get a bit of fun exactly. and move on. Mr. Pink was annoying everyone wants to kill him. Yes. But Mr. White, you could see he was a genuinely, like, he was a kind-hearted man, I think. Mm. Like, I agree. And, like, he, he killed people, but he only did it when he needed to. So, you know, that's okay if you're going to marry a crime boss, <laughs> a crime guy, yeah. a criminal. I can think of words. Listeners, you might notice that I haven't made a comment for about 10 seconds. I just basically switched <laughs> off while these guys were answering. No idea what the fuck they said. So let's move us over to my next question. <laughs> uh, so one of the running sort of, one of the gags in this film is that uh, no one wants to be Mr. Pink. Sounds a little bit too close to being Mr. Pussy. Uh, Mr. Brown doesn't want to be Mr. Brown. Sounds too close to being Mr. Shit. But I want to know from you guys, what do you guys reckon would be the most embarrassing colour to be named after? It doesn't have to be in the film. So I've put it out there. You know, it doesn't have to be all blonde, blue, orange, etc. Mm-hmm. can be any colour you like. What do you guys got? Mine's fucking genius. So you go, stay. <laughs> fucking genius isn't the colour, Liz. <laughs> no. <laughs> shit. Okay. I, now, this really pains me to say this. If you say what I'm, what I'm thinking, I'm going to fucking lose my shit. What are you thinking? What, Mr. Bald? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, even worse than that. Go, Stacey. <laughs> Mr. Ginger. <laughs> and the this reason it pains me is not because this is a bad colour, but, but because people take the piss so much. Mr. Rangy. They've turned it into a bad colour. No one takes the piss out of you, Miss Fantapants. I mean, Miss... <laughs> I mean, Miss Ragged. I mean... I mean Ginger Princess. No, come on, man. It's not that bad. No, it's pretty bad. Good call. It's not that bad. (laughs) We both laughed our heads off at it, so it's pretty good. (laughs) I just went for wordplay, and I'm going with Mr. Blush. Mm. Mr. Blush, it's pretty bad. I've got two. I've got two. I wouldn't like to be known as Mr. Lavender. (laughs) 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 I think that'd be pretty bad. And Puke. Mr. Puke. Puke's actually a colour. Puce is a colour. No, no, puke. Puke is a colour. It was used by Shakespeare, actually. Puke is like a, a, exactly what you think. It's a kind of funny brown colour. So anyway, Mr. Puke, fuck that. Uh, Moves me over to my last question. Why did Mr. Orange tell Mr. White that he was the snitch? Right at the end, he's lying in his arms and he says to him, I'm a cop. I'm a cop. I'm a cop. I'm a cop. Why? I've got an answer, by the way, but I want to know from you guys. Why do you think he told him? Well, I think it's because... Uh, he wanted Mr. White to kill him and put him out of his misery. He's like, fuck <laughs> this. Just somebody kill me already. I'm, I've been dying here yeah. this whole time. I'm, I'm over, over it. it. I'm done. <laughs> Check me the fuck that's, out. Yeah, That's interesting. Here is where I tell you my whole backstory. Because I did struggle with this a little bit. Like the fact that Mr. Orange trusted, sorry, Mr. White trusted Mr. Orange so implicitly. Or like, you know, r- clearly felt strongly that he was a good dude or whatever. And the fact that Mr. Orange told Mr. White that, which just seemed completely insane. 
So I've decided there's a whole backstory to these guys that we aren't privy to. It's just not shown in the movie, but it's, it's totally canon. They actually knew each other from long ago when Mr. White dated Mr. Orange's mom. They recognized each other when they got set up on the job, but they didn't tell each other because they were kind of like, oh, maybe he's that guy that I know from this, well, long time ago. But they were like, oh, no, we're supposed to not tell anybody who we are. So. What the fuck are you talking about? The problem is that Mr. Orange thought that Mr. White broke his mum's heart and, and his mum killed herself over it. And he was just like, I need revenge on this asshole. So he told him that to make him feel really terrible about his choices. And Mr. White totally liked Mr. Orange because he remembers him being this really lovely, sweet kid. And so he thinks of him really fondly. And he's like, no, he was a good kid. Mm, interesting. Bam! <laughs> I just Mic think, drop. Okay. That, that is an interesting backstory. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I just think that Mr. Orange knows that when the cops show up, Mr. White's going to try and shoot his way out of there. So Mr. Orange thinks to himself, if I tell him I'm the snitch, he's going to keep the gun on me. And then I'll die, but he won't shoot four, five, six, seven, however many police officers in the process, and more people will die today. Mm. No, I like my story better. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, <laughs> I just, like, there's no other explanation for it. Like, why else fucking, why say that to him? He needs to clear his conscience. That's what I yeah. think. Yeah. He's yeah. Like, there's the God, real answer. But, yeah. The yeah. real answer is he feels guilty. Yeah. Yeah. I suppose. Yeah. Anyway, on to Stacey. What do you got there, Stace? Oh, cool. Okay. So. Um, how the hell did Mr. Pink survive for so long in this film? <laughs> By acting like a fucking professional. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> so it's a massive debate as to whether he survived or not. People have played the last little audio at like oh. full blast so they can hear it because they like he gets into the back, goes out the back or whatever, yeah, and yeah. then apparently you can hear, "Hey, put down the gun, put down the gun," and like shots being fired and all that sort of shit. So we don't know really if Mr. Like Pink that. survived. I really like that going on in the background, though. I thought that was really kind of a good way to finish it out. Like, you know, just yeah. to show that there was still stuff going on in the background. I thought that was really mm. clever. Mm. I think, you know, he just didn't get involved in all the egotistical drama that mm. the other guys were doing. He was just really focused on survival and getting the fuck out of there. He seemed to be the only professional there, and he even says, well, I'm the only one, like, finally mm-hmm. using your brain and all that sort of shit. Like, he's the only one who's like, I've stashed the diamonds somewhere. You know, we need yeah, to think he some, got the someone's diamonds. a snitch. He stashed them. We need to get the hell out of here. We need to, like, you know, free sheets to win, all that sort of shit, meet up later, blah, blah, blah. He's the only smart dude there. And, like, you know, when they all have that Mexican standoff, another good question is how did, who shot Nice Guy Eddie? Uh, par- oh, I slowed that down and played yep. it as closely as I could, and I just, yeah, I, I guess it kind of looks as if probably uh, White, like, Turned his gun really quickly. Yeah. But I think, it's, yeah, yeah, that was a it's, It doesn't look that convincing, but at the same time, nah. like Mr. Pink being the survivor he is, he was just like, what the fuck? I'm saying the fuck out of this. So, Oh, you mm. see, he dives under the stage. Yeah. Like he crawls out from yeah, under yeah, the stage. Yeah. I was like, good call, mate. Oh, under the ramp or whatever. Yeah. I don't, I don't think he survived, by the way. I don't, yeah. No. Yeah. He couldn't have. Mm. My next question is Is this the worst acting performance of a director in their own movie? So I just wondered if you guys have seen this movie. Um, It's called The Room. (laughs) Don't you bring up that masterpiece. I'm so excited for that answer, the whole podcast. Let's put aside that shit, okay? Because I I had Tommy Wiseau written down as well. Obviously, obviously, (laughs) I I would put Tommy Wiseau's acting performance above Quentin Tarantino in this. I'm just going to go out there and say it. It Have you seen The Disaster Artist? He couldn't even, like, throw a water bottle properly. Yeah, but that's behind the scenes. Like, we've seen the performance he gives in the room, and, like, there are scenes where he's convincing. At no point 
was I convinced that Quentin Tarantino was an actor? This this goes to show that like like if you're an architect or something like that and you design buildings, just because you know how to put something together on paper doesn't mean you should go out there and physically fucking build it yourself. This is well, a the, great if example. If you can do, do, and if you can't do, teach. Right? Yeah, exactly, exactly like that. It's like you know, despite being so immersed in film history and you know knowing how to direct and all that sort of shit, doesn't mean you're a good actor. Fucking sucks in Django Unchained. Passable in Pulp Fiction, but every other time he pops up, terrible. The only other, the only other acting performance from a director, blah blah. Uh, M Night Shyamalan, M Night Shyamalan, in so many of his films pops up, and he's fucking terrible. Recently saw Old, terrible. Pops up in the sixth sense. Go listen to We Watch yeah, the Things episode. He was he wasn't great in Science, was he? Wasn't he great in Science. Plays Ray, the Doctor, right? No, absolutely horrible in uh, Lady in the Water. But like I, I mentioned it in the episode I did with We Watch the Thing on Six Sense, where he pops up in a scene opposite Bruce Willis, and he makes Bruce Willis look charismatic and energetic and engaging. He's that fucking terrible. <laughs> I think Bruce Willis is charismatic. Oh, pff, what, yeah, in Die Hard. Okay. Yeah, was he after that? He's been a fucking oh, I don't know. devoid of emotions. All of the Die Hards. Yeah, yeah. he's pretty wooden faced, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. fair enough. I feel like Sam begged Stacey to ask that question, by the way. No, he didn't. No. That was of my no. own thinking because he just, to me, Quentin Tarantino just stood out so much from all the other actors around yeah. him in that first opening scene when they're in the diner. I was like, what? It's like you've got a whole heap of actors in a room and then the sore, sore thumb. <laughs> it's he, just sticking yeah. out. He, he looks so giddy to be there. <laughs> it would be like me if I was on a like, set in a Marvel movie and I'm so giddy to be in there like, what do you think, Sam? <laughs> do you guys know the Madonna song, Like a Virgin? <laughs> oh, my God. Let me tell you what it fucking really means, right? <laughs> dick, and dick, then, dick, like, dick, they dick, cut dick, back dick. to him and he was just like, wait, what was I talking about? Yeah. <laughs> like In that really awkward way and you're just like, no, son. No. Yeah, <laughs> and, and then the scene where he crashes the car and he's oh, but, well, you know, he he clearly there was no one directing him. <laughs> mm. <laughs> he needed and everyone director. else was probably like, oh damn, he's really bad, but we can't tell him. Like, Absolutely, really I suppose Harvey Keitel didn't turn and go, but you suck. Yeah, because like, well, Harvey Keitel would know his shit. Yeah, but considering how like little Harvey Keitel was getting paid for this film, he was probably like, oh fucking, who cares? Yeah, who no cares? one's gonna watch oh, yeah, this. True. No one's gonna <laughs> yeah, see yeah. this. Shit. <laughs> Okay, so my final question is, give us a verse of a theme song for this film in the style of 90s Will Smith. Okay, so I'm going to go first because Liz seems to think that she's got something fucking nailed. (laughs) (laughs) It's terrible, but it'll be better than yours. It will be, so. Wiki Wiki Reservoir Dogs, yeah, I'm talking Mr. Brown, Mr. Blonde, Mr. Blue, Mr. Orange, Mr. White, and Mr. Pink too. Getting shooty with it, woof 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 woof. Getting shooty with it, woof 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 woof. Okay, yours is funnier for sure. Mine's just more technically proficient. Pretty good, pretty good. Okay, Liz, what do you got? These five guys shoot up a jewelry shop. Blonde takes a hostage. It's a naive little cop. Blonde cuts off the cop's ear and tries to burn him alive, but it turns out another cop has infiltrated the five. The cop shoots Blonde dead, but there's no hope for him. When the rest realise the whole ending's pretty grim. Woo! Liam, <laughs> son! Liz is currently trying to figure out how to detach your mic from her mic stand so she can try and drop it. <laughs> yes! It's literally a second mic drop moment in this podcast. She keeps looking just, at it and thinking, I spent like, 45 minutes trying to set this fucking thing up. Do I really oh, try to- <laughs> God, yes. And Sam will absolutely have my head if I take it out of the, the shock absorber thingy. But Correct. yeah, that was pretty shock badass. Mount. I'm amazing. Yep. The end. 
Okay, guys, amazing, amazing work. I love it. I, I think, think we you should ask this every time. Yeah, no. I was just going to say, maybe we'll just have different style from time to time, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You do like a Celine Dion, so you could be like, Ooh. these five guys shoot yes. up and ju-. Yeah, okay, I'll stop. Anyway, that moves us down to our final question, which is a listener question that I threw out there to you guys. Our dear listeners answer for us. We'll run for your answers soon, but we'll hear from these guys first. So the question this week, what is the most iconic use of suits in modern film? Because obviously in this film, we get this very iconic shot of the group walking down the street wearing their suits, as we discussed. But anyway, you guys, what do you guys got? First thing that jumped into my head was the mask. Oh, and Jim Carrey in his bright yellow suit with hat. Yeah, nice. That's a, that's a cool, cool answer. Instantly recognisable. Yep, I'll give you that. Um, yeah, I couldn't pick, so I'm going with two. Uh, and they are Men in Black or Blues Brothers. Yep. 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 Good answers. Yeah. Both really specifically, like those suits stand out as such a key element of the film. Uh, I am going to go with a film that has sold out midnight showings all around the world in which people show up to them dressed in tuxedos and start playing football oh, no. outside the theatre. <laughs> I'm going oh, with dear. the room. Tuxedo oh, football. <laughs> Come on. That is fucking iconic. Oh, my Lord. Honestly, who would have thought that in a podcast about Reservoir Dogs we'd managed to bring up the room? Not once, but twice. Exactly. <laughs> it's, exactly. it's that suit connection. It is the suit connection. Unavoidable. Conne- it, is. it is. I have to say, I love a man in a good suit. So Tommy Wiseau in the room? You, no. You, no. Okay. No. Anyway, let's move us over to our listeners. We've got the poll up here. So the options I had was Reservoir Dogs, Men in Black, Casino Royale, and Dumb and Dumber. Casino Royale, I chucked in there. I didn't really think anyone would vote for it, but it got 11% of the vote. Uh, Dumb and Dumber, 15%. Men in Black, 36%. Reservoir Dogs, 38%. So a late surge by Reservoir Dogs. Men in Black was winning for a long time. Uh, The answers that we got from some people, the Sip List podcast said Ocean's Eleven, which I think is a fucking good call. Mm. Netflix and Swirl, our good mate there, Dan, said only one has a Will Smith song about it. And so hence what prompted the question in this, Ace Ace. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. So you said Men in Black. Jason from Binge Movies, the podcast I'm going to be on soon, just basically put a gif of Men in Black. So to Gidget Von LaRue, Jason, okay, Nerdrovert, said, while the correct answer is Men in Black, I'd like to also nominate Goodfellas, which is a very good answer as well. Chris Yeeney said, I heard suits were going to be worn in Reap. Release Reap. That's all I've got to say to that. Uh, Brad from the Cinema Guys, just basically put a gif of Dumb and Dumber. Our good mate Julio of the Contrarian said, toss up between Reservoir Dogs and Men in Black but one of them has remained iconic while the other has failed at restarting its franchise. So I'll use that as a deciding factor. And our good mate Emily from Sasis Podcast said, a simple favor, a film I should probably watch. And then over to Patreon. Uh, I was pretty late in putting this up, so I've only had one response. But that's from our Patreon money, who's basically said, definitely Reservoir Dogs. It's the only one of these movies where the entire main cast is wearing suits. You could probably throw in Pulp Fiction and Anchorman as well. Oh, oh yes. yes. Anchorman, great call. They even go shopping for suits. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, that takes us down to the end. A massive thanks goes out to our Patreons for, uh, you know, keeping the lights on. It's been awesome. One light at the moment, I say. Yep. One light here in the garage. Yep. Also, massive thanks to everyone that's listened to this podcast. You guys are awesome. And, uh, yeah, in terms of upcoming episodes, as I mentioned, the Contrarians are coming over to do The Village. We're also going to do Shang-Chi. We've had a lockdown here in New Zealand, which has now ended. So, yes. Marvel film, yes, I've been chomping at the bits to talk about it. Can't wait to do that. 
But uh, yeah, aside from that, if you want to get in contact with us, you can find us on Twitter at Movie Reviews In, or you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Movie Reviews In 20 Qs. Alternatively, just send us an email at mritqs at gmail.com. Anyway, yeah, that's thanks from me. Thanks. Bye. Fucking so the most preposterously insane. I can't say yeah. it. Fucking <laughs> cut it. Cut it. I'm not going to say it. I never said it. No. <laughs>